So thank you for inviting me at this Hispanic Heritage Month. And I bring greetings from Fort Washington Collegiate Church, your sister church in Washington Heights, and from the Collegiate Church of New York, West End, and also Marble Collegiate Church. And I hope that you know that you are in our prayers every day, Middle Church. I am so pleased uh, to be here and hear the mu beautiful music and to hear Jackie speaking Spanish and Ben speaking Spanish and, and you making space for Latinx and, and Hispanic people alike during this month and also throughout the year because I know you don't only do it on this Sunday morning. I feel like I need to say to the world, to America, America! Latinx, Hispanic people are more than a month and we're more than storms and hurricanes and we are more than an immigration problem. We are more than a border full of uh, humanitarian crises. We are part of the fabric of this nation and continue and have built and continue to build this country alongside so many others. But we lament, lamentamos all those stereotypes. When we talk about, when people invite me to talk about the Latinx realities, all they want to talk about is immigration, right? And I want to talk about Bad Bunny. <laughs> the, the, the most famous artist in the world, not just in Latin America, but in the world. Uh, so, and I wanna talk about El Apagón, which is the latest video of, that he documented uh, of the realities of Puerto Rico. And I wanna talk about Sonia Sotomayor and, and so many other people uh, that have continu are continuing to shape the fabric, not only of, of the United States, but also throughout uh, the world. But here we are, sharing in the lament of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was in a very difficult situation. He was young, and King Josiah had just been killed. And King Josiah was this reformer who had embarked to bring Israel back to its roots and their identity and to sort of shed all the things that they have picked up along the way from the colonizers and the invaders and the oppressors and bringing their people back to their core and their identity. But now he was dead and the reforms that he started were abandoned. And so here are these people who are not just suffering from the yoke of the Assyrians, but that have had a history of suffering and oppression, that have gone through so much marginalization, and all of the sudden, they are saying, my joy is gone. And we are in a society that does not allow us to grieve properly because they are just emphatically aiming that we are always declaring that we are in joy. But we are not in joy all the time. 
And there are moments that we have to weep and we have to cry and we have to tirarnos en el piso, right? Just throw ourselves on the floor and let our lament begin. And so I would say, Middle Church, that this community here is one that has experienced great loss. So when I'm talking about lament of loss, lament of losing something valuable to you that enveloped some, if not a lot of your identity, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I, I come from Connecticut where I was moderator of the Connecticut Conference of the United Church of Christ and, and, and all of that. And people will always say, we cannot leave this building because that threshold right there is where my husband picked me up and took me to the other side. Oh, that baptismal font is where my child got um, baptized. And all those three things are meaningful and true. But Middle Church has lost their threshold and their baptismal font. And how do we, in this lament, we sit with the lament, but we say, maybe not the way it was, but certainly a future that cannot be defined by something that was destroyed, but a future that will take us to the other side. Maybe, as I said to my congregation last week, maybe we too are experiencing winds of lament, winds of change, a moment of reckoning with ourselves and the call that God has placed in our hearts so that we can begin anew. And this world, as, I, as you know and I know and we even hear it in the hymns this morning, what a lament do we need to have as a nation? We spent four years being led by a tyrant that created space only to white supremacy to continue to emerge and fortify itself. We are in the middle of a pandemic. I came in and you asked me for my vaccination card. Right, and that's the same thing at Fort Washington, right? Put on your mask. Jackie said that you get tested this morning. I mean, so what a time that we're living in and our children and your, the parents trying to navigate the reality of their children. A time of lament. But there was a question in the scripture, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician here? And so Middle Church, with the few minutes I have left, <laughs> I will tell you that our answer to that will be, world, mundo que me escuchas, we have the bomb that you need. Middle Church has the bomb that you need. Not because they are whole and not injured, but because they are wounded healers. And so when you walk through the doors of our congregations, I have to say that if you're wounded and you're bleeding, and so are we, here there are wounded healers, therefore there is 
physician, there are physicians here, and there is healing here. Even in the brokenness in our lament, you can come and you shall be healed. There is no perfection in healing, and there is no condition that is absolutely uh, perfect to just bring these healing people are looking for. But here in the imperfection of the pain and seeking for that new light and that new place in the world, here in the middle of your sorrow, there is a place for you, and there is healing for you. Siento en el alma un dolor tan grande que no lo puedo explicar. But know that there is balm in Gilead and there is healing for you. Let it be so. Amen. Amen.